1: one of the things we talk about is if we don't give effort if we're not recognized for effort at university of oklahoma then i'm a con man and they're a fraud
0: all right guys welcome to the oklahoma breakdown podcast brought to you guys by sb nation's crimson and cream machine you guys can find us on itunes spotify google podcasts and stitcher pretty much anywhere you guys can get a podcast drop us a five-star review uh because it makes it easier to find and if you're listening for the first time hit the subscribe button anyways i'm your host I'm Robbie, and joined by my co host, Stephen Brown. It's been a long time since we've actually recorded a podcast. Just sort of into, uh, well, are you just said, I've been to. What have you been up to?
1: I've been all over the place. I've, I've hit that uh, one of those waves of everybody getting engaged, mm. like all my friend group getting engaged, and mm. uh, I have to go to all their engagement parties.
0: When are you going to get engaged? Not
1: anytime soon, that's for sure.
0: Are there no uh, ladies in your life,
1: Stephen? Uh, nothing of interest, nothing of interest.
0: That's fair. That's fair. you know you know you's got get you just gotta give it time man you know yeah, you know I, I me and my fiance have been together for like a million years and uh, <laughs> and we're supposed supposed to get married in June. We were supposed to get married last June, but then you know, of course, Kobe got worse and just kept on getting worse. But um we're to the point because I'm almost 30, uh, and she's in her she's still in her twenties, but we're to the point where all of our friends are already married, um, and then have are now having kids. And we oh, have yeah, yeah, I know. And we haven't even like, you know, actually had a wedding yet. So that's fun. Like we have we have dogs, so just can't be be Dogs out. are pretty
1: much the same thing, but right.
0: I, and I can just, like, give it food in a bowl and water in a bowl, and it knows what to do. I don't have to teach it.
1: <laughs> Trying to teach it to talk, walk. What else do they do? Uh,
0: they uh, guard your house. They can bark at things. That's true. And you don't see a baby barking at things. Well, I guess, kind of, no? They can't bark at things.
1: But yeah, I've been doing the engagement thing, and, and you've been sick for, yeah. like, it feels like, two weeks.
0: Dude, like, serious. Like, I... It was two weeks ago because Martin Luther King Jr. Day was on a, on that Monday, and then I went to um, I went to the doctor on Tuesday. Sorry, I got a message. I was just randomly cool. And after Tuesday, my stomach was like, like you know, like at the end of let's say the the end of OU Texas this past year with like the overtimes, how most people's stomachs were like just in complete knots, right? <laughs> Yeah. my stomach felt like that for like three days straight. And I didn't know if I should go to the, like the emergency room or what. And then eventually it just started kind of get a little bit better. And uh, I'm doing, I don't know. They, they gave me some medicine, the doctor gave me some medicine to make me feel a little bit better. But uh, yeah, it, it sucked. Like I'm, a, I'm way better now than I was like two weeks ago, but Holy crap. It was, well, that's good. it was, it was awful. And I had two COVID tests. The uh, they weren't, and they weren't like saliva ones. They're the ones that they reach your brain um so those are both negative so that's that's always it was always fun you know it's always it's always super fun and a lot of things have happened since then like you know the university of tennessee just getting railed by ou and the ncaa (laughs) and so i mean you know start off with that one you you can't talk an insane amount of shit in like march when no football's even played and like you know with a stupid tweet with the Sooner Schooner flying over, and they're like, oh, well, Oklahoma's rated 42, you know, recruiting class in the nation. And before the season even starts, and then, then Tennessee goes on to have that season after, like, bragging about how they rattled off, like, six straight wins against sub-500 opponents. And um, so, you know, they they their program was awful this year. Their coach got fired. They hired Josh Heupel, which I think a lot of us would suggest are uh, maybe not the best. And Oklahoma started taking their
1: players. Taking quite a few of their players. And it's, it's not even guys that are like, you know, a uh, 2021 guy that has, has, you know, maybe trying to get out of a letter of intent. These are like starters,
0: yeah, like legit dudes. <laughs> like,
1: like I outside of like Key Lawrence, I mean, you're looking at guys that have played a lot of football and at a high level.
0: From what I read, it said Oklahoma just secured Tennessee's. Best picks or best best picks, best recruits from like the 2020 and 2019 class <laughs> from Tennessee. Uh, I know Wanya Morris was a former uh, freshman All American in the SEC, and they uh, they already have three in Norman. But it looks pretty likely that uh, Big Cat may make his way down there too. Does that sound right? Does Big
1: Cat really count as a Tennessee guy though? If he never even signed. Yes, it does. Okay. It's Shit. more like an Auburn, but you know, nah. maybe maybe he did get one of those little uh, happy meals.
0: See, man, how stupid it's just a poor way
1: of putting out money.
0: How stupid I think of the
1: last podcast we talked about, we like it's so easy to cheat. It it, it, it is it, like dude, I don't get it. Like there
0: are ways to cheat and like for anybody that thinks Oklahoma isn't cheating or Oklahoma isn't doing its part in, like, securing recruits with bag men, they're, like, they're lying to themselves because Clemson has a lot of new money. Alabama has a lot of old money. uh And, I mean, OU, like, they're just becoming hot again with Lincoln Riley once, you know, Bob Stoops decided to, like, I don't know, like, leave. That that was that was good for the program. <laughs> you didn't and, want to recruit anymore? Yeah, gosh, Bob didn't recruit after 2009. But... It's just, it's interesting that, like, I don't know, Tennessee, just so blatantly, like, how does that, what is that conversation like? Are they, like, do they go to, like, the University Center, and before they leave, they're like, somebody's like, oh, don't forget your McDonald's, and, like,
1: with a big wink, like, <laughs> like I didn't order McDonald's. Well, so yeah, what's in here?
0: Oh, it's a Big Mac. No, it's like, what, what is going is lettuce on? lettuce on this? Like. You know, give give them a cookie cake and a charger, like oh, you like don't what, what is this Big Mac? Yeah, you got to bake the money into yes. the cake. God, this isn't this is prison rules. Is that what Tennessee is?
1: <laughs> it's like I don't even know. I mean, I mean, if you look at Tennessee, their crowd, their fan base is pretty demanding, and kind of I mean, in, in a lot of ways, unrealistic. In the same way as like Texas A and M, so there's a lot of pressure for them to succeed. They're still like Tennessee living season. off the former Peyton Manning years. It's weird. Yeah. And, I mean, he bought them a pretty good facility, a Peyton like, Manning facility. So, that's... so
0: weird. So weird. But, yeah, the McDonald's bags, like, dang, that's yeah, terrible.
1: Get gift cards.
0: And you think, you think Josh Heupel at Tennessee is going to not be very good?
1: No, I don't think. I mean, it's set up against him as far as getting the talent he would need to compete at a high level in the SEC already. Um, especially with the impending whatever the NCAA tries to do there, um, it's gonna be tough for him to recruit. Especially when you look at Alabama just getting kind of whoever they want. That's your main main uh, competitor. But Ole Miss seems to be doing well. Florida's doing well. Yes, there's a lot of other programs on the up and up. Whereas Tennessee's gonna have to fight those uh, those NCAA probation years.
0: I uh, so I know people that played uh under Josh Hypel. And um they uh they they asked me what I thought about the hire and I was like oh, I don't know. I was like I was like Heupel kinda he did his thing at you know UCF and you know he was kind of gifted that team I felt like and and then this guy that I know that played under Hypel was like I think it's gonna be a shit show. He said uh and I was and I asked him I was like what are you what are your thoughts on hypo and he said that he was an arrogant asshole and that he uh, he also liked to ride the white pony. If you understand what I'm saying, God. that's not just powdered sugar on them donuts.
1: Is this a uh, this is an official report? We're going to put this out on the website. Yeah, so we're going to put it on the <laughs> website. But uh, I, <laughs> he, doesn't see, he seems pretty laid back. Yeah, he seemed really chill. Maybe we just don't see him without a camera.
0: That's true. I mean, like
1: different kind well, of dude. I wonder, like,
0: there's a there's the off chance during that Halloween practice that he just showed up to practice in what he normally does instead oh, of... Oh, from the night before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because man. he's wearing that Batman outfit, and so, like, it's probably just what he wore to, to practice, if we're being honest. He was like, just conveniently, <laughs> it was Halloween.
1: No, I think... Uh, I don't think Tennessee's going to be around for at least 10 years that's how far back this is gonna set them
0: yeah it's gonna be i mean like when's the last time they were relevant the mid 90s the late 90s i suppose when they won that title
1: yeah i mean they kind of had like the josh dobbs years with alvin kamara and everyone's like oh they're recruiting at a high level they're about to take over alabama Nope, never happens never nope. ever happened. trevor knight beat them
0: yeah trevor knight did beat them and norman and then baker the next year that was a fun year but, uh, goodness gracious. So, like, we talked about this before or after the Florida game, and we put the over-under on transfer portals because we are like, man, Oklahoma's not getting any commitments uh, for the guys they really thought they would get down the down the, the line, like Tristan Lee, Bryce Foster, Kamar Wheaton, who is, like, still, <laughs> like, having this weird saga, but I don't expect him to go to OU. I think that's – I don't think anybody should really be expecting him to go OU, to OU. And uh, just just a lot of dudes that you thought may have been in the fold for OU that just never materialized. So we said over under three and a half players coming from the portal. And heck, like, what right now, I think there's five portaled into OU. And then with Big Cat, maybe six. And, like, so if, if we looked at all these guys, you got know, Wanya Morris, Eric Gray, uh, Keel Lawrence, Robert Congle, Micah Bowens, and Big Cat Bryant. Um, who is the biggest one there to you?
1: Oh, it's obviously Wanya e. Morris, the former former five star offensive tackle, um, rangy guy. I mean, I think it's a guy that when you look at all, uh, like Stacy Wilkins, Wilkins for example, everyone's like, "Oh, this guy could be really, really good if he puts it together." Wanya e. Morris is even closer than what Wilkins is, um, which is why he's so, rated so highly. Um, he's he's an immediate plug and play guy. Um, probably if he continues to develop, you're looking at like an early round, second round, first round guy, um, potentially. So that year Morris, absolutely, that was the the big transfer. And everything else, I mean, it's kind of like sprinkled on. I think safety, they would have done okay. Uh, running back, they would have done okay. But they needed an offensive tackle, and Wanya e. Morris was a big one.
0: See, I might think, and maybe I'm valuing this talent too much, <clears throat> I think Keenan Lawrence is a big addition, especially if he ends up overtaking Pat Fields in that safety spot, like he, I think he'll play safety, right? And yeah. I think he, he's like he was one of the Tennessee's best recruits over the last year. And he could play,
1: uh, he could probably play towards the line of scrimmage as well. Yeah, There's like a nickel. He's and, big and I, think, I
0: think he could. I think he could have a lot, uh, a, a big impact. Do you do you see Wanya Morris playing left or right tackle?
1: I would bet he would play left. I think that's where he's suited for best. Uh, he did he play left all, here all his freshman at year at Tennessee. Yeah, I think, I mean, you look at right tackle, um, you know, they kind of have a need there, but Anton Harrison could probably fill in there. And then, you know, you put one Morris on the left tackle ahead of Swenson, ideally.
0: So, I'm not surprised by Eric Gray, and I think Oklahoma's getting a pretty dynamic athlete in him. I think Key Lawrence is a great pickup. Yeah. Micah Bowens, tell me if this sounds right. Micah Bowens was not going to start for Penn state as a sophomore, or as I guess another freshman, because of that year of eligibility, Oklahoma just lost two quarterbacks to the transfer portal. Lincoln Riley talks to Micah Bowens and is like, listen, come be at OU and practice with us and learn how to be a better quarterback. And in two years you can transfer down the line. Do you think it's like a mutual business decision for
1: both parties? Um, I don't know if it's phrased that way. I think you know, worst case scenario, you could transfer out because you're going to have value to your name um, playing under under Lincoln Riley. But he's he's a guy, I guess, that thinks he can come in and compete right away. Um, obviously, Spencer Rattler is not going to be overtaken. But when you you know he leaves and it's Caleb Williams and Micah Bowens, they might actually have finally a quarterback battle there.
0: Micah Bowens, I I saw I looked at some of his highlights and looked at his huddle stuff, and he looks like he has a pretty heavy arm. It uh, doesn't look too accurate, but like in the open field, he's pretty like he's pretty dynamic. I've pretty a pretty good
1: athlete. Oklahoma um, hasn't had a quarterback like that. Tune the arm in a That's little Kyler bit. That's uh, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but Bowens
0: he has a lot more shake than Murray had. Murray had speed and he had some shake, but Bowens has a lot of shake and not as much speed. If that makes sense.
1: He's a better lateral athlete yeah. than, than Kyler Murray was. Kind of like a Kyler Murray that could just he basically didn't need to because he outran everybody.
0: And so I feel like that Congo guy out of Arizona. I feel that's I feel a like depth guy. That's just a depth guy. And let's say Big Cat Bryant makes it into OU. Is he quality depth, or does he eventually find himself starting?
1: I think there's some situations where he would start. Um, depending on kind of what offense you're going up against. But at the same time, you have plenty of guys that um, are probably going to get the nod ahead of them just because of experience. And we've seen um, how Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley kind of lean towards guys that have have enough playing time, at least early on, and then let those inexperienced guys, those newer guys, kind of Mm -hmm. find their role behind them.
0: Like and I didn't know why I I totally just like dismissed this. I didn't realize for some reason that Leron Stokes was coming back next season. I thought he was gone. I thought he was he announced
1: a uh was it last week? Something I like guess that. I totally missed it. Yeah, because everybody gets a, an extra year of eligibility no matter what, what year you are. So it's a yeah. free year. So that's one of those things where he kind of benefits from the pandemic in a way.
0: And so like Oklahoma, I mean, like goodness. That defensive line could be very stupid to play with. Like, that should be the best defense Oklahoma has since when. Like, you have depth in a lot of places. Like, you have depth in the defensive line. You have depth in the linebacker room. Uh, you're getting talent and more depth and length in the defensive back room. Like that. That. Do you feel like that defense should be dominant? Because I think I think Big Cat, if he makes it to OU, or if and when he makes it to OU is going to be a stupid tandem with Jalen Redmond, and then you already right. have Perry and Winfrey and Nick Benito on the other damn side of the on the other side side of the center.
1: and then you got like, Isaiah Thomas um, returning as well. I think uh, yeah. Marcus Stripling kind of looked like a guy that could really mm-hmm. find a role for himself this season. So. I think
0: Clayton Smith's going to find himself Clayton uh, Smith jumping up the depth chart sooner. he's probably a later. four
1: game four game guy. Yeah, I got to see him the other day and he's, he's got some ways to go in the locker or the, the weight room. So. Yeah, definitely.
0: Because and I, and I like, uh, Oh, what's his face from Bishop McGinnis. Why is his name escaping me right now? The other rush edge.
1: Yes. Uh, uh Bishop McGinnis guy.
0: Goodness. Anyways, I like what he has. Uh, I like what he brings to the game. <sighs> I, I wish John Michael Terry was still there. He was really good at the rush edge uh, spot. He's uh, too good to be
1: depth though. So, I mean, it's good for him to kind of be in this, his homegrown area. Yeah. And probably be the the starter right away.
0: But man, you, Oklahoma's really is developing a lot of depth. And at some points you could just run a natural forefront and have to oh, talking about Brandon tackle. Walker. Yeah. Brandon Walker. He's got a quick first step and you know, gosh, the defense can be really, really special. And like, I, I saw a tweet from uh, Isaiah Thomas just the other day. He's a control, what well, you can control. And like, meanwhile, that's when all the big cat to OU stuff really started right. to become a lot of a, bi- a big thing. So, sounds like the message was conveyed there. And so, I mean, you think Eric Gray, like, Eric Gray is going to get touches, he's very good in the past game. How do you see him splitting carries with Kennedy Brooks? What percentage or ratio would you go there?
1: Oh, I bet it's 50 50. Eric Gray is so? a pretty good running back. Um, so I like, wasn't really sold on him right away. But so, if like what's... sooner
0: folks, who, who, is a, who is a good comparison to Eric Gray? So, Eric Oklahoma, Gray. Fans. Oklahoma fans can I'm really sure understand if they him.
1: have one
0: because he's not very big. He's under like, he's six like a 5'9, 5'9,
1: 5'10. His lateral ability and flexibility is insane. He I like, uh, his, his, his top else. end
0: speed isn't the best, but the, again, his, his, his ability to catch and then make people pay in the open field is pretty incredible. And
1: Abdul Adams.
0: Yeah. Like, would you say that he's a way more, I'm way more dynamic Abdul Adams or, or, or pleasure. Oh, he's
1: way more dynamic by far. Like I'm um, especially just creating space for himself and at the second level. Like
0: he's not big, but he he runs like he's big. He packs a lot of punch, he runs aggressively.
1: Maybe like a and better T.J. Pledger. yeah, you're upgrading T.J. Pledger, I guess, since he's transferring out. You're souping him up.
0: Where did Pledger end up end up getting a scholarship at Utah?
1: I think it was Utah, yeah, I believe it's goodness I,
0: I I think it's going to be like 60, 40 Kennedy Brooks, but the offense we'll see one how good Brooks good. is
1: coming out because he hasn't played football in a whole year well,
0: maybe he's got a lot of rest on his body, like Ricky Williams when he was...
1: <laughs> remember when Ricky Williams took, like, the
0: year off and smoked weed? And oh, then well, I mean, that's been and then he thing. came back to the NFL and, like, killed the NFL because he was so well-rested?
1: You think that's a Kennedy Brooks thing, too? It's possible.
0: Especially in the Lincoln-Riley offense, I think.
1: He's apparently been working out pretty hard with the team. Yeah,
0: I bet. And, like, I'm going to be very upset next year if they don't use Mikey Henderson enough. Like he is too dynamic of an athlete and playmaker for him not to be on the field a lot. And like, I guess, you know, it's a good, it's a good issue to have that. You have a lot of guys in depth, like Jeremiah Hall, Braden Willis, Mikey Henderson. You can play him at running back. You can play him at fullback H back. You uh, slot wherever you want to really play him. Cause he's just so long and athletic. It would be a shame if he didn't play a ton of snaps, but Tell me about 2022 athlete Relique Brown uh, running back defensive back. What's what, what what's going on here?
1: Uh, he's labeled as a running back. You could probably just label him as an athlete as far as what he would do for Oklahoma. Um, I think he d- would play some just true running back, but he's also a really good receiver um, kind of in the same way. Uh, not stature wise to Joe Mixon, but what he can do as far as being a versatile athlete. So you can, You can play him in the backfield, motion him out, that kind of stuff. So um, I would say he's an athlete just because he's that tweener position, that kind of like Percy Harvin almost. Uh, Percy Harvin's an evil name. Yeah, you don't want to hear about Percy Harvin at the college Mm. level. So, Um, But at the same time, that should get you excited as far as what he can do at the next level. Um, He's not a big guy. I think he's like 5'9", something like that. But um, very dynamic athlete, top in speed, lateral ability, it's all there. Um, so that'd be a huge, huge gift for Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: Can't wait for Oklahoma to have him in the bag. And then <laughs> Alabama just Alabama comes, in. comes in and swoops him
1: up at the last second. So December 14th. And that's going to be great. Nick Saban's on the phone. Yep. No, but uh, as far as just running back talent, you look at kind of the running backs since Mixon. Um, he's up there closer to Mixon than he is than than anybody else.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Raleigh Brown's is a a big talent. And, I mean, goodness. Oklahoma, they've been really needing some talent from their running back position because the last couple of recruiting classes haven't necessarily been fruitful, right?
1: They're good. run I mean, they're good to great running backs, but you look as far as tiers, you put Mixon in, in more of like an Adrian Peterson, DeMarco Murray category as far as what he could do on the field. Um, and then everybody else is a tier below. I think Relic Brown is right there in the middle between one and two um, if he kind of develops into the, his body the way we think.
0: For some reason, the Joe Mixon uh, video popped up on my feed the other day. Like, Mitch I don't know Mixon, why.
1: The Pickleman's?
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. I forgot how bad that was. And like now seeing it now, because that went that all went down like 2014 or 2015. Which one was it?
1: Would have been the summer of fourteen.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sounds right. Like all, June, like, July. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But uh I saw the video and I, like now and I'm thinking, holy crap, how did like Bob Stoops and them let him play after that?
1: Uh I mean it's the same thing for everybody. Like if you if you kick him off your campus, he's just gonna find another Top in school to go to. So
0: I was so like, a- after I saw it again, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, because I was a kid, yeah, as a kid, you know, like, however many years ago we didn't see the video. I just remember Hoover and those dudes tweeting out, like, wow, was the that's the video terrible. Like, two
1: years after. Yeah. Or a year after, something like it, that. It was like,
0: it was like two years after because uh, he had to make a statement and Bob Stoops had to make a statement about it and all that stuff. It was wild.
1: And I don't uh, think Lincoln Riley probably would have let him stay. But Bob Stoops, I mean, to his credit, it worked out. He hasn't had any incidents since. So
0: Yeah, Bob Stoops is also the same. It was guy a gamble. That told Mixon that, he told Mixon that he was gonna go to the NFL draft after that sugar bowl, despite <laughs> despite like them, if they had Mixon in that 2017 team, they would have won the national title.
1: Uh yeah, you would have been pretty close. Mm-hmm.
0: And like I mean Rodney Anderson's a great back, but I mean he's no he's no Joe Mixon. Um, gosh, I there's there's so much that we haven't talked about, like Jay bulware getting drugged on Twitter by several (laughs) OU athletes, like Baker himself. He was like, "Thanks for uh," because bulware was like, "Thanks for pointing out other good running backs I I I coached," and they're like, "The and Baker was like, they he they came to OU in spite of you, and we everybody knows Kale like recruited the backs. Like, holy crap."
1: Because Bulwer's big claim to fame was he had Southeast connections, which is how they got Trey Sermon. And so then I wonder how that yeah. kind of just went to chaos once uh, Trey Sermon arrived. Gosh.
0: That's
1: terrible. Remember, they, they hired Bulwer from Auburn. Yep. As a, I think he had special teams and then moved yeah, him to running team- backs because he had the, the connections in the Southeast. That was going to be their guy. And uh, apparently, not as cool of a person as it seemed like. Do you feel like
0: that? Because a lot of the reaction when Bowler was hired, in comparison to, you know, ha- having Kale as the backs coach for the longest time, you know, Kale's like uh, inside receivers now. But do you feel like, because the reaction at the time to Kale moving from running backs to inside receivers and then Bowler going to running backs was, um, you're gonna really be missing a lot of stuff with with Kale not being the running backs coach, and you're gonna be missing a lot of stuff with Kale not recruiting the running backs. Uh, and the, the reaction at the time was, "It's Oklahoma; they always have good running backs." But now, looking at it with hindsight, would you would you like think that it was a big deal to Oklahoma's staff that they moved Kale to inside receivers coach and like recruiting them, or no?
1: I think they were kind of blinded by their previous success and the, the previous decade, as far as just having you know high-end backs like Adrian Peterson, Demarco Murray. They recruited uh, Jeremy Calhoun was a, it was a big name, which obviously that didn't work out. So right, um, Brandon Williams, yeah. Brandon Williams, another five-star guy. So I think they kind of banked on you know all these elite running backs or at least elite prospects coming into Oklahoma because that's just what they do.
0: Yeah, and like it, it really hasn't happened. I mean,
1: I mean, like wh- who else? Brennan Clay is another one. Yeah, gosh, man, that's. Which I think good. he was a four star. I don't
0: think he was. Clay was a four star. Yeah, he's a four star. Yeah. But like, there have been lots of four stars that haven't ever lived up to their potential. Roy and, Finch. Like, I like, I love Roy Finch, but he could not pass block <laughs> to save his life. I
1: well, mean, he was I like know. five seven.
0: Yeah. He's just a, little, it's a tough ask little guy in the backfield, but you know, low man always wins. So he should always won those battles. <laughs> I but, don't uh, know if that, that always works out. Yeah, probably not. But like, it's just so obvious. Like kale, like he got, he re- didn't kale recruit Joe Mixon and then in some P Ryan. And then since yes. then you haven't had, since then you haven't had like a legit back. I mean like Rodney Anderson too, but since then I think, who who, who who did Jay J- Bulware get on the campus?
1: So Kale would have ended with like Keith Ford, Samaj Piron, Joe Mixon. And then after that year, I think he may have recruited Rodney so. Anderson. And then you move over to the bolwer years where it goes. Abdul Adams, uh, TJ Pledger, uh, Trey Sermon, and then Kennedy Brooks. I mean, talk about a step down. Something like that. So, yeah, I mean, those backs are a notch below. I think Kennedy Brooks is still – you wouldn't argue that he's a bad starter. No, I, I agree. But he doesn't really change a lot for you. I mean,
0: and if – I mean, heck, do you think it's safe to say or do you think it's just a its a player issue? Do you think it's safe to say that if Kale was recruiting Jason McClellan or Kamar Wheaton uh, and not whoever else,
1: like <laughs> Murray,
0: that they get those guys signed?
1: I don't know about Kamara Wheaton. That just seems like a very
0: yeah. What is that like? What bad is situation to be a part of?
1: <laughs> it, like,
0: some people are saying that he and O you are talking again.
1: Is um, that, is that true? I don't know if that's true because he wasn't talking to anybody. So why would he just suddenly start talking?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe his phone was broke. Who knows?
1: It's not that expensive to get your phone fixed. Yeah, or to like get a Twitter profile on the internet it's
0: true oh, it Or
1: we're get an true. email some there's a lot of you know ways to communicate yeah, if what his email is so or
0: lack thereof <laughs> but uh well I' we're think, gonna go uh,
1: in the in, in McClellan's instance I think they would have lined at McClellan 100%. I think so
0: too I think so too so Oklahoma they are always gonna have like above average backs but I mean in realistically with the team moving forward you don't necessarily need a dynamic running back uh, like a Joe Mixon. You don't need guys that are like going to just like kill in the league, but you do need dudes that are athletic and serviceable. And I think Kennedy, Kennedy Brooks feels like the opposite of athletic. Um, He's just like a big Mac truck that has like, yeah, he's not a Ferrari. He has like three gears, but he's really good. (laughs) He's really good um, off the tackles and he's really good after contact. Uh, like the first guy usually never takes him down. And, but that's why you also have Eric gray and this guy is kind of a water bug agility guy. He's not very straight line speed, but he is very quick and uh, he has a lot of juice. And so I'm very curious to see how all that works out for them next season, I guess this year, but, uh, we're going to go to a break for our sponsors. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit more, more next season, um, a little bit of basketball stuff Tom Herman, Mike Stoops just a bunch of funny things happening along with them but we'll check you guys in a second Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com All right, so Oklahoma has a lot of dudes returning next year. I mean, just you name it on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, besides Ramondre Stevenson, who I know is a big name, but you get Kennedy Brooks and then Eric Gray, so it doesn't seem like life is too awful. Uh, other than that, you're, you're you're missing Creed Humphrey, who's a center, but then possibly replacing him with Chris Murray, who is a UCLA transfer, a former uh, All-American. And then you get a Wanya Morris and the offense looks like it's going to have a fine year and you get defense with, you're starting to stack up legitimate defensive depth. You get a couple of guys back from injury. Caleb Kelly, we'll see if he's going to be a mentor or in a coach on the field, or if he actually gets playing time, which I think he will. Shane Witter, I think we get playing time. Deshaun White, obviously gets playing time. David Aguebu will get playing time. Brian Asamoa. Like, yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, Like if Caleb Kelly's even been close to losing a step, I don't know if he actually sees the field. And then in the defensive backfield, with the defensive backs, they are developing more length. Uh, They're getting heavier, literally getting heavier. Uh, Justin Harrington, if he starts with the defensive backs, is going to be like two over two hundred pounds, and you're getting depth over every position. And so with all these dudes returning. Uh, don't does this not feel like it? Certainly sets it sets up the prospects for a title run next year. And my like kind of like my addition to that question is, I mean, what really is the goal of the team next year? Because I think I feel like Oklahoma definitely needs to be in the national title game. Um, uh, but that's kind of my goal for them. That's that that's what I would say. But I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think. When you're looking ahead of the season, and we've seen it for a couple months now that Oklahoma is going to have a lot of resources across the board, um, not necessarily just on the offense that they haven't had in previous years, especially when they're in the playoffs. So, um, expectation for this team would, I mean, you have to, at bare minimum, is you have to make it in those playoffs. You have to win the Big 12 and then get into that, that 14 playoff. Um, but ideally, I mean, you're looking at a team that has their best chances as far as. There's not a lot of big names returning in college football, especially at the quarterback position, um, that they can kind of be that one team that has that, that elite quarterback going into the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they definitely need to be in, in the playoffs. I, I feel like they – like with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, all those dudes graduating you – know, not necessarily graduating, but going to the NFL – And then Spencer Rattler returns with all of his wide receivers, a sturdy offensive line, two great running backs, and Alex Grinch with that defense. I feel like, you know, the goal has to be like national title game or bust. And I don't know about, like, getting that eighth. I mean, I think they'll be talented enough to get that eighth, especially with the depth they're developing. But, I mean, the goal needs to be at least to make it into the title game. For me, uh, I think they'll be talented enough. I think Spencer Rattler is going to, you know, be really, really good next year. And I think we'll see Caleb Kelly, not Caleb Kelly, uh, Caleb Williams in his fair share of games. I think we'll see Caleb Kelly in his fair share of games, but I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to say the least. I mean, I'm, I, I'm really curious to see the spring and summer and, you know, war position battles end up going. If Justin Harrington stays at cornerback or if he goes to nickel or just safety over the top or, if, if Buki stick, it feels like Buki's sticking around at OU,
1: right? Um, despite all the message board rumors, I think he's still on on the roster.
0: Yeah, and he missed just,
1: the the point where you can declare. Uh, yeah, it, NFL, it,
0: so. It, so it feels like he's definitely staying at OU. <laughs> um, and you you just look at, I'm I'm just curious to see where all these battles are going to take place on the defensive side of the ball, at linebacker in particular. Uh, but and not just and wide receivers and gen- wide receivers in general too. offensive line where they have Anton Harrison, if they have Eric Swenson starting, I swear to God, uh, Wanya Morris out there. You have a lot <laughs> of, you campaign players.
1: outside the stadium.
0: I, I will with the sign. Like, I don't know how does. especially when you add Stacy Wilkins, Wanya Morris and a year older of Anton Harrison back into the fold. Like how, how would you get, you don't see a way Eric Swenson starts, right?
1: He likely doesn't start, but then again, we've, we've been saying that all season and somehow yeah. he continues to start. So
0: I was surprised that Adrian Ely even went to the draft.
1: That was a little bit surprising. He must've got some nice little compliments on his, his draft grade.
0: I hope he gets drafted.
1: <laughs> he should. I don't think he's an early round guy, but.
0: No, he's not. He'll be a late, Later right,
1: right? that. He's a pretty good value pick.
0: So, uh, you watch any basketball lately, though? OU is number nine I've in watched, the
1: country. Uh, almost zero college basketball.
0: I've been watching them the last three, four games. Like, I mean, like in particular, super close, like with intent, because you know, as soon as every Sooners basketball team is really different, some like are just really god awful, some are really, really fun, like the buddy years. And this team, like, honestly, I've really paid attention to them this year. They've been really good, especially once they benched Brady Manick. And, uh, like, they're just fun to watch. They have, like, four or five ball handlers. Of course, they're playing right now to Texas Tech and Austin Reeves and Alondis Williams, too. They're, like, four or five ball handlers are out. And they're still hanging tough. And they're only down by four points in in Lubbock with about nine minutes left. It's a fun team. I mean, in like... March Madness is coming up, and they're all just thinking about putting them all in these hotels in Indiana, Indiana Indianapolis, or Terre Haute, wherever it's going to be. And just Indianapolis really isn't that fun in doing it. just like in one big bubble. I think that's
1: really cool. The bubble would be cool. Do it. Don't do it in Indianapolis.
0: I thought it was in Indiana that because they wanted to keep everything in the same place.
1: Maybe I. I wouldn't do it though. Just do it on like Hawaii or something. Something cool Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii does sound fun. But uh, you think friend of the friend of the podcast Brady Trantham is pretty thrilled with the uh, the mow the lawn <laughs> hashtag at the moment?
0: He's not a fan of he's not a fan of Lon Kruger.
1: I know he just gave us a review on the podcast and all it said was sex. But he doesn't know we're talking about Lon Kruger and at least talking about him in a, in a good light. So yeah, that and- could change. I mean, but here's my deal with Lon
0: because he's the kind of coach. He's not Kelvin Sampson. If, if Oklahoma's still a Kelvin Sampson despite all the recruiting violations, Oklahoma would be consistently a top-20 team um, in the NCAA. With Lon Kruger, you get a decent team usually year in and year out. That's like some teams will make you be really happy and like the buddy thing. Like they'll be a very well-coached team. Um, but they won't have superstars. Like he, he, a lot of times predicates his offenses off of just like attacking mismatches instead of just, you know, creating your own offense with pick and rolls. And so you'll get a well-coached team. You'll get a team usually most years that'll make into the tournament, but not a team that's consistently ever a top 25. And like at Oklahoma, I feel like with the money that like the, the brand Oklahoma has, they need to be better than what Long Kruger brings them. And I mean, like, but I I get what I get, what people from the money side to say, he's a consistent coach that consistently takes his team to the tournament and all that jazz. And like, is that Oklahoma basketball? Is that what their standard is? Is that just consistently be good, but not in, in like in occasionally be really good, but not ever great, not ever worthy of winning a title. Like, is that, do you think that's the state of Oklahoma basketball?
1: They don't seem that close to winning a title. Do you
0: think they want to? Or do you think, or do you think they're cool with k- football just being like the king sport of the school?
1: I think once the... Uh, remember the plans for... Yeah,
0: um, the, new st- the new stadium.
1: I think once those kind of got called off, they are like, okay, maybe, maybe people don't care about basketball as much in Oklahoma, especially well, yeah. with the Thunder downtown.
0: I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. The Thunder coming to OKC really changed the landscape of big 12 basketball in Oklahoma. I mean, like Oklahoma state fans, kudos to them. I mean, their football team sucks. So they have to cheer for the basketball team, but like they really, really stick by their basketball team in Oklahoma. They've always just been a football school and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they've had really good head coaches like Kelvin Sampson who took them to the final four and a couple of Elite eights. Uh, Lon Kruger is taking this team to a couple of sweet sixteens and a final four, uh, and it's got waxed by Villanova, uh, Billy, Billy ball. I mean, like Tubbs, like they played in for national titles. Like, so they've, they've consistently
1: been pretty good. Um, I think you have to get out of the Lloyd Noble center to really push this program to wanting to win a championship.
0: I agree. I agree. That thing has been there for too long and like, it's just not fun to
1: watch on TV.
0: Like I'm pretty sure that's like so the, dark. I'm pretty sure that the Carl's Jr. ads are still in there somewhere in that arena. Like that, that it just needs to be updated. I mean, it's not good. Like you might as well just go play in the Castle and Fieldhouse or something. Like
1: I think that looks a lot better. Yeah, be like
0: cool. it would better be,
1: atmosphere.
0: Yes. I don't know why they don't do that already. But like at least Lon Kruger is putting a winning product on the floor. Like, do I expect Long Kruger to ever be the type of coach that wins a national title? OU, no. Uh, do I expect Bill Coleman to win a national title in basketball that often? Not at all. Uh, if any, like they've got, clo- they've gotten close a couple times. Um, but like the real criminal is Sherry Cole.
1: <laughs> what transition? Like, how is she getting paid?
0: You know, she gets paid more than Patty Gasso. Really. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's a crook, right? <laughs> God, stealing let's money. Let's this out. <laughs> just stealing Sherry. money. I, I saw her. Me. She had her. She had her hands in uh, in the in the bank the other day, just pulling out hundred dollar bills.
1: Just right out of Joe Leon's pocket.
0: Yeah, and she wasn't giving them to recruits, though, because they're <laughs> awful.
1: She makes huh? about two hundred thousand more.
0: Jeez. Woo. Yeah, Patty Gasso gets paid less than Sherry Cole, and Sherry Cole has been relevant in how many years? A decade?
1: It's been 12, 13 years. Yeah, like that.
0: over a decade. It's been way too long. And like, Patty Gasso, in, in the meantime, has won like three national titles. Golly. Like, how the hell? I swear to God, if Sherry Cole ever gets a statue on campus, I'm going to knock it down.
1: (laughs) You think they're going to have like a truck outside and just start ripping it down, like Saddam's statue? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to put ropes around it (laughs) and jump on it. Come on, man. Like, I, you know, like, I get it. I liked Sherry Cole in the early years, you know, because they were winning. And, like, she was, like, this popular coach. It was a good she,
1: face for the program. Yeah,
0: it was Team USA women's basketball she coached. And then, like, the rest of the Big 12 caught up, and now she's awful in comparison to, like, everybody. Like, they're getting whipped by teams. Like, why would, We're talking about women's basketball. They're bad. It's a shame that Patty Gasser so, gets paid not very much in comparison to all that.
1: Yeah, she's only making one point, a little bit over 1.1 1. 1 mil. Goodness gracious.
0: That's terrible. Um, where does Tom Herman get hired?
1: Probably Alabama.
0: You think that's so? Where, that's
1: where all the recovering coaches go. I feel like I'm he's... Bill O'Brien's there. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's, that's just weird.
0: When I saw that, I didn't think it could be. Re- I didn't think it was real, and uh, it was. It turned out to be very real. It's like, are you like? Why is this Nick Saban's coach rehab center?
1: As soon as you get the the next tape and stamp of approval after one or two seasons, I guess you're you're on the hot market. I mean, look at Tennessee. God,
0: I just, I feel like Herman ends up. You don't think he ends up as a head coach anywhere, right? You think he ends up like no? I'm sure he's a he, coordinator. Do you think he takes the year off and does media, and, or something, oh, and he'd then be, be so bad at media becomes an OC? Like, who's, who's currently looking for an offensive coordinator?
1: Nick Saban needs his fourth offensive coordinator.
0: Gosh, yeah, because Sarkeesian took, like, the entire staff.
1: It would make sense. He's an analyst or whatever, and then he gets back into the game. But I don't know. There's not not many top programs looking for an offensive coordinator. Although, Tom Herman was a pretty good one at Ohio State.
0: He was. He was drinking uh, vodka with G2 well, Gatorade. G-
1: <laughs> G2 and vodka.
0: Yeah. Talk about Urban Meyer like being the head coach of Jacksonville. You believe yeah, that? maybe
1: he just heads to Jacksonville. Gosh.
0: That's
1: terrible. That's
0: terrible, man. But the real question in all of this
1: coaching hoopla. Could go to he could go to uh Tennessee. He could go to Tennessee. A couple openings there too.
0: I hear that's what I hear. Uh what happened to Mike Stoops going to Texas and becoming a linebackers coach and the donors of Texas throwing a fit at to where they said never mind and then he had to become the defensive coordinator at FAU. Is that still is that funny to you?
1: It's a little funny just because that <laughs> the timing of that news, I think that came out at like ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So they kind of try to sweep it under the rug and uh Oh, everybody on Twitter just was just hammering Texas. I don't know if Twitter had anything to do with it, yeah, but it seems like it kind of did because Texas was just getting—they're
0: losing their minds, yeah. And I was thinking, destroyed on Twitter. How I was just thinking how hilarious that was, like because apparently he turned down other DC jobs before he was going to be a linebackers coach at Texas. Like,
1: yeah, I think Murdoch said he uh, like North Texas or something like that. Yeah, North
0: Texas. And like that would be a good gig for him, especially with how good the Mean Green have been. Yeah. And uh, ends up, uh, and, and he, so he's like, "Oh, sweet, you're gonna be a linebackers coach." And then Steve Sarkeesian has to get on the phone, and be like, "Well, I just got off the phone, phone with the donors." Uh, it does kind of
1: suck for for Mike at a personal level, just because you know he could have just stayed at Alabama. Yep. And probably gotten a job next season.
0: Yeah. I but now
1: he's stuck at FIU for probably a couple seasons now, two or three. Yeah. Before Man. he really gets a, a look anywhere else. You think he's going to be any good? Um, it could be. I don't know what the the culture at FIU is, but uh, is it FAU or FIU? I thought it was Florida International. Huh. Maybe it's FAU. But uh, regardless. You know, Mike Stoop's biggest issue was being able to not really coach, but kind of connect to players.
0: Mike's, um, Mike's, that was Mike Stoop's. Mike Stoop's. Tony Jefferson it, has a difference of opinion.
1: Tony Jefferson has a lot of opinions. A lot of them are pretty vocal on Twitter, but, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking about most recent. I mean, Tony Jefferson was what 2010, 11, 12, yeah, something like that. They, yeah. We're talking about 2017, mm-hmm. so a couple of years later. Maybe Mike changes a little bit, but um, he's kind of got to find a way. And maybe you know, being under Nick Saban, he kind of figured that out because he's a he's a decent coach, but he cannot get guys to go under whatever strategy he has.
0: Yeah, he's a. Uh... I think he's a little bit washed for the spread. Like, he's they great. We may have passed him by a little bit. He's great when he can play in a 4 3 or like a 4 2 5 with legitimate four linemen. But man, I, I, his, uh, the, remember when he put four down linemen and then seven defensive backs on the field?
1: That was pretty rough. That's when everybody remember sh-
0: that. That's what it sh- that's when it should have ended. That's when it should have all ended. Was that, that the uh,
1: Tavon Austin years? Yes, yes, it was.
0: Oof. Very bad. That's when everybody should have said, "Well, yep, that's <laughs> it, folks."
1: For did a, he do that against Baylor
0: as well? I don't remember. I just remember though. He had
1: the Baylor like ten yards off the ball four plays in a row, and everyone's like, "Maybe you should move the yeah, DBs the, up." The crowd booed.
0: It was. It was. It was crap. Like the the, the opening drive from Baylor in the second half was just like 10 yard out routes time after time, after time, like that, that should have also been the end. And, but instead it ended with the rumors of Curtis Bolden wanting to rip his head off in the locker room.
1: Allegedly that never happened. Allegedly. No one walked out. Reminds
0: me of a uh, varsity blues when a uh, coach uh, Kilmer chokes Twitter <laughs> or, or not, but John Mox and not Twitter.
1: Tweeter's a good character. Have you seen Have you seen that movie, Varsity Blues? Varsity Blues. I haven't seen it in a while. I have seen it though.
0: I recommend you watch it soon. It's fantastic.
1: See if we can find it on like HBO or Netflix or something. Yeah, or like our Prime, our Amazon Prime
0: Video or something like that. It's a great movie, man. But uh, Super Bowl this weekend. I'm not going to Vegas, but my family is. I uh, hope they enjoy it out there. Uh, who you Dealing got? A couple hundred. Oh, like I'm. I'm, su- I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna ask my dad like to throw down a few bets for me. Like that one, <laughs> one year, one year we saw uh, and we met Charles Barkley. That and that was actually pretty cool. Uh, Seems like a cool guy to meet. Oh okay, yeah, he's 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 real chill. He's like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it's like and like just real <laughs> casual, you know. Uh, but uh, who you got for this game? I mean, clearly the Chiefs go... are favored, but it's Tom Brady.
1: Tom Brady's kind of got some witchcraft going.
0: It's weird, right?
1: I think. He's got some weird witchcraft going because somehow he makes it work. But you look at his workout videos and he looks like a 50 year old dude because he, yeah. he almost is.
0: He looks like a, he just looks like a white guy doing exercises like in the <laughs> 1950s.
1: He looks like he's trying to try out for a Peloton commercial. It's incredible. But uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. I, I mean, I have to. I'm a big Tyron Matthew fan. Mm. Um, so I got to stick with, stick with my guy.
0: I feel like the. Chiefs' defense has actually gotten better over the last year, and their offense is pretty much the same. Uh, and of course, they don't have Damon Williams. Damon Williams is is doing his own thing. Uh, I think he has family stuff. Uh, but uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, you have uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire's okay, Hilaire, and then, then Le'Veon Bell, Bell, who
0: is not as good as he ever used to be with Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, I think mean, you have to pick the Chiefs, right? I mean. You say we say you have to pick the Chiefs, but Dan, it's
1: brady. It's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes. Gosh. Unless his his brain is just scrambled eggs.
0: I'm very curious to see this game. Cause I knew I I, I thought the Bucks would beat the Saints. I did not think the Bucs would take it to the Packers like they did. That yeah, real bad for, for
1: Aaron. Because he was, the... was had a pretty good game, right? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah he did. He had a really good but game. But that defense was just bad. I kind of watched some of the defensive highlights, and I was like, God, these these DBs suck. They're not good. But yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I don't know, maybe like by a touchdown, something like that. I don't think it's gonna be too crazy.
0: Man, I could I could see the Chiefs by like two touchdowns. As much as I can see, the Bucks by three just because of Brady and Gronkowski and all those other dudes. Like their their defense is good.
1: Their defensive line stacked.
0: Yeah, like, and like that that could give KC some problems. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But I am I'm done talking. Do you have anything else?
1: Um. No. I mean, recruiting's going again, so that's cool. And it kind of looks like OU going to finally. Um, get a commitment from someone that's not a transfer so that's exciting big news for all you fans should be jack got engaged so we didn't even mention that. yeah yeah jack did get engaged to a woman we were talking about engagement parties and jack just yeah totally my instagram timeline
0: yeah totally forgot i i congratulated him twice you know him uh him him a text him and his lady are, are very happy they already have a dog child together so i mean it's meant to be. I already know what I'm getting, Jack,
1: as a, uh, a wedding gift. What is it? He won't listen to this podcast. It's going to be... Uh, oh, what are they saying? Co- those cotton candy grapes. Cotton candy grapes. I just got to time it right because I think those expire. Yeah. So I got to like maybe get them the day of or the day before. Where, where do you go get cotton candy grapes? That's the problem. I may have to order them like off Amazon.
0: Like, Do you think they would... They don't have. You don't think they would have cotton candy grapes at a Whole Foods, would they? Or like a Trader Joe's? Uh,
1: maybe Trader Joe's. That seems like a Trader Joe's thing. I have to go to like North Side.
0: You have to go to like North Side to get that, or you already kind of live up there.
1: Yeah, is, what is, is Trader Joe's off Class and Curve or near that area?
0: Dude, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it's somewhere over there. That's kind of where I live. We have
0: like, I don't know, how many Trader Joe's do you think are in Oklahoma? Like two.
1: Uh, probably two, one here, one Tulsa, something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. I will say I got an air fryer and that thing is insane.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Pizza rolls and Hot Pockets, dude. It'll change your life.
1: Like I was going to eat healthy and I kind of still do because I've been going to the gym for like the first time in like a year. Nice. But the air fryer, it changes everything.
0: Like, I want you to think about this, that if you ever let your Chick-fil-A, Fries or fries of any kind, if you ever let them go cold and they get soggy or they don't really get soggy, but they of course get soft, you put those things back in the air fryer and it's like they're new again. It's amazing.
1: It's it's a game changer. I mean, I did, I have been doing vegetables in there and it's still pretty good. Just like raw vegetables and like kind of like like chars them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty solid. So I'm watching. That's my big a, news.
0: I'm watching this OU Texas Tech game and uh, Harkless just took a massive fall on the floor. He's like got blood over his face, and like the <laughs> entire team is like surrounding him. I don't know what's on going. You're broken on nose. The sound is like not on. It's on mute, but they just had to go to commercial. Like the he clearly bleeding had caught...
1: from the mouth.
0: Yeah, like he took a pretty hard fall. So Ooh. hope he's okay. They're they're down by like four with like two minutes left. Should be a nice finish. So I'm gonna. I'm I'm done talking. I'm done what about you?
1: I'm good. All right, man. Well go follow everybody.
0: Follow yeah, follow everybody on Twitter <laughs> ever. Uh, at CC Machine at Jay Larry Shields, at K Robbie and CCM, at OEUPDSB, even Alan Kenny, who also drops podcasts at Blatant Homerism. Homerism. Follow everybody ever. Um it's good times. But be sure to if you're listening for the first time. Hit the subscribe subscribe button. Um, and we'll check you guys later. See ya.